Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 12, The Third Eye to Capture the Shot. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Linda as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Alex. Well, thanks for being here, you know, just making the show go forward and hopefully having a lot more people like you sharing the hobby. We had a little discussion at the beginning, so we know each other a little bit more now, and she's very excited to tell me all about photography. <laughs> yes, I am. But before we start talking about that, so people know a little bit more about you, why don't you tell the audience or the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Linda Zhang. I'm 26 years old. Um, I work as a management consultant during my day job at an international firm. Um, I'm originally from Toronto, but I live in Ottawa now with my boyfriend and my two cats, Rocky and Molly. They keep me busy, but uh, you know, it's okay. The phones, it's not the worst case. I had people who had a full phone call happening and then oh we added goodness. them into the interview. Don't worry. It's so okay. Sorry it's, about that. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. So Molly, two cats and boyfriend, you know, two right. cats are more important, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little furry mouths to feed. Yeah, exactly. And so today we are going to talk about photography, right? Yes, absolutely. And everything you love about it. So what about photography, are we talking about just the photography aspect or there's more to it as in blogging? Because I know you told me a little bit about that, right? Yeah, actually. So um, I guess formally, uh, I'm a photographer slash blogger in that what I do now really, the two goes hand in hand. Um, I suppose when I first started, it was just photography, but I found that blogging really helped me keep a consistent level of commitment to the photography and you know just I realized that I also enjoy accompanying the photos with the background story or you know the context around what I did to take that photo the situation around it and sometimes a little behind the scenes story behind you know exactly what it took to get that shot okay okay and uh, which one came first per se did you start off by doing photography and then adding the stories or you were more of a storyteller beforehand and you de decided to say you know what i need a picture behind it that's a great question i think growing up um i was always really into creative writing but at the same time i also did like traditional art so drawing sketch drawing things like that oil painting watercolor all of those things um but then as I grew older, um, I just had less time to indulge in those specific hobbies. Mm -hmm. um, for writing, it was still acceptable that I took creative writing classes at school um, in addition to the regular English classes. But for art, it kind of took a back seat. And that's around the same time that my family bought their first D DSLR. It was a Canon, a really old Canon now. But um, it gave me something to get my hands on. And I found that it was a quicker way to create the same artistic images that I used to, but you know, with without the time and level of commitment considering that I was busy with school. And then um, I actually took a long hiatus from photography when schoolwork picked up. I was in university and um, just, I think hobbies in general took a bit of a backseat, uh, but then I received my personal camera one year um, through university and I got back into it a little bit more. Um, again, I found that the commitment just wasn't there and it died down over time. And it made me feel kind of sad because all my other hobbies, so more background on me, I did everything as a child. Um, ballet classes, taekwondo classes, swimming, um, badminton, just a whole slew of extracurricular hobbies and I had dropped all of them. And so for me, at that point, I really wanted to stick with photography as, you know, the one thing that I would say, yes, this is what I have. This is my thing. And pairing that with um, the creative writing that I used to do um, just made sense in the form of a blog. Mm -hmm. And so um, to answer your question, I think it's kind of interchangeable, a little bit like chicken before the egg, but the two complement each other in the sense that the blogging keeps me committed to the photography and the photography provides um, a, a meaningful content for the blog. That's awesome. So one depends on the other and vice versa. That's Absolutely, that's actually yeah. pretty cool. Thanks. And so you said it was your family that bought the camera and then you had your hands on it. What was your first reaction when you saw it? You're like, what is this? How do I use it? Did you like play with all the settings and just... Yeah, this is actually really funny because when we first bought it, um, my dad 
just threw it at me and says, I can't figure out how to turn it on. <laughs> so I was the designated manual reader of the house, but I'm actually like really horrible when it comes to, you know, absorbing technical specs or anything like that. To this day, I'm not great at it. And I just know enough to get by. For me, um, it, it really was just a medium, the way, you know, a paintbrush or a graphite pencil or um, a a piece of chalk was for when I created art. So photography, the camera was just a faster medium for me to be able to get those images um, out on paper or out in front of myself. Um, so I think I was excited at that aspect. Um, but at the same time, I didn't really know what the future would hold for me in photography. I definitely didn't see that far ahead. But and so, but you still enjoy it today, right? And do you see yourself doing it for many years to come, kind of thing? Or oh, absolutely! I think it's one of those things that you can carry with you because it's applicable in just so many different contexts, right? So, um, for example, when I travel and I'm trying to get more into traveling, I definitely want to be able to bring my camera along and take photos. It's kind of funny because uh, my boyfriend and I traveled to the Bruce Peninsula, a place that I had visited um, a year prior with my family, and I didn't remember any of it. And I was kind of worried because I was like, did I suffer a head trauma? Like, what is the short-term memory span? And it just made me realize that I didn't take any photos of that first trip or very few photos. And it's almost like I have this reliance on photography to help supplement my memory and really capture the moments that matter. Okay. And when you say photography, it's only pictures. You don't do any videos, right? No, I don't. I think um, there is this whole other mindset and this whole other creative talent that's necessary for video. And I don't think I have it. Um, I enjoy watching videos. I enjoy helping um, contribute to part of the process. If there's you know a video being made, my boyfriend, he's actually getting a little bit more into video lately. And I definitely want to put my two cents in. But by no means do I think that I have the stuff to be able to create any video on my own. So it's not something you're interested in taking forth. You're, you're already pretty occupied with the blogging and yeah, the photogra photography. I, I think, yeah, for sure. I think yeah. that um, if I were to contribute, it would be from like a secondary perspective. Mm -hmm. I would never take up video on my own. I don't think I see the world that way because again, my roots being in traditional art, um, I see everything as like frame by frame, like as, as a painting in that sense. Um, and, and that's definitely reflected in um, the camera gear that I shoot with and the, the style I have in my photos. Okay. So on a personal level, yeah. what does photography mean to you? Not the word photography, right. but just photography in general on a personal level, emotionally or mm -hmm. anything like that. What does it mean to you? Um, I think it's a little bit what I said about capturing the moments that matter mm -hmm. for you so you, you can look back on them and reminisce. And also, I think it's just a different perspective on life because um, I have uh, th there's this there's this funny little personality thing where they um, describe you always want to be a part of something. I, the term escapes me at the moment, but I felt like growing up, I had that that I always wanted to be included. I always felt you know very hurt if I wasn't included, and um, I think that photography has let me accept that I can take more of an outside perspective that I can, you know, take a step back, let people enjoy what they're enjoying. And then I almost like an unseen observer document that for them. And then that means I don't necessarily partake in the action or the activities going on, but I'm still part of it as a whole. And I think that's a very unique perspective that photography has given me. No, I know exactly what you mean because uh, recently I started taking videos of family events mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And same idea of photography. I don't edit, so you put a lot more work than oh. I do. <laughs> but I do it so later on in life, I look back and it's like, yeah. you know what? That was a good moment. For sure. But based off of that, do you capture more happy moments or sad moments? Like, What kind of uh, moments in life do you tend to capture more? I think um, I don't particularly go or target after any specific moment um actually again reflected in my gear i pick thing uh from my first camera to my current camera i've picked um i picked bodies that were lighter to carry around for that portability because i can't know ahead of time what moment's going to be great or what moment i'm going to want to look back on later so i want things to be portable so any moment that comes up i can capture it when it happens um with that being said i think that 
it's a combination of those moments where you know it's going to be great. There's a lot of anticipation building up to it. So, you know, like an engagement or um, a wedding or anything large and spectacular like that. Or sometimes it's a quiet moment. You know, you take a, a hike up a mountain and then you get to look over the city from a completely different view that you've had before. Have there ever been any moments where you said, oh, I wish I captured that on camera? Or have you always... Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, my battery died. It turns oh. out I didn't bring a memory card. Or, you know, like I was trying... So uh, related to what I was saying before, taking the outsider perspective, I still mm-hmm. have moments where I'm like, no, I want to participate. I don't want to just be taking the photos. I want to be in them. I want to be part of whatever's happening. And I leave my camera at home and I 100% like regretted it after. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's just, you know, the fear of missing out. Um, you kind of just have to go with it and say, well, there'll be other moments. And at least I got to enjoy this one. So trying not to live life with regrets in that manner. Okay. Now speaking about camera and batteries and stuff like that, yeah. what is the camera you are currently using? Um, I'm currently shooting with a Fuji X-T2. Uh, my lenses are a 35 1.4 and a 56 1.4 as well. I mostly shoot with primes. That means um, you can't zoom in on the camera. So again, uh, related to what I was saying before, it's because I the way I look at the world or the way I frame images in my mind is at this distance that I'm familiar with from when I used to draw. Um, so the, the lenses make sense to me because I already picture what the shot's going to look like at that distance. Um, although I think it'd be really cool if I could get into like macro or telescopic um, photography and use those like giant lenses that you see people have. Uh, the one meter long yeah, lenses. Yeah, right? It's, it's a literal <laughs> canon. Um, but I, I think that's more just like the novelty of it. I don't think it suits my style. So mad props to the photographers that can lug that around you must have giant you know muscles but um that's just something i admire from afar okay and how long have you had this camera for because i see it right here on is that it okay so uh not that long actually i upgraded recently um it was last october i believe and it was kind of funny how it came about but the camera that I used to have, it was a Canon X, uh, SL1, and I had a Sigma 30 millimeter on that, also a prime. Um, the lens was like way better than the body, and for the longest time, I just I just dealt with that, and I felt fine with it. But I got called out <laughs> by another photographer who reviewed my work and said, "Hey, good job, but uh, your gear is not keeping up with you. You need to upgrade. You basically have a." POS camera can you please get a better one and I was really embarrassed but at the same time like I I I was touched that you know he went out of his way to you know try to um help me in that way um and he he actually provided a short list of um camera upgrade possibilities for me and like I said I don't know anything about gear I'm not really great at learning the specs or the technical aspect of photography so it was really nice for him to review my work see what my needs were from a photography perspective and then um, recommend a short list of options and then I just went to Best Buy tried them out returned them after of course (laughs) and then bought a cheap one off Kijiji so that camera has served me well um for many years, but I'm really in love with my current Fuji. Okay, so you're not planning to upgrade it anytime soon. Oh, no. No, I'm happy with it. And uh, I've done this for, I had a camera as well, a yeah. Sony, but it was like a digital one. Okay. And I like the zoom because I like to zoom in really far <laughs> on things like planes and stuff like that, but oh, I yeah. bought like multiple batteries. Right. Or do you have, so on that, do you have any other type of equipment to improve your photography skills or do you have extra batteries or a tripod or anything like that? Oh yeah, 100% on the extra batteries because, you know, sometimes you get home and you don't remember to charge the one you have right away or if you're going to be shooting a really long event, like if it's a full day wedding, for example, you you want to be able to just pop a new battery in um, right away. Uh, on In terms of other equipment, I do have a tripod and it has been useful at times, but for the most part, I shoot handheld um, and I don't really have any other equipment. That's actually something that I also feel like is a shortcoming on my part that I'm not more savvy in terms of equipment. Um, I think lighting is something I want to get more into. That would be a next step for me to do more lighting photography as opposed to just natural light, which is what I've been doing. And also like some flash photography would Mm. also be something else I'd be interested in trying in the future. 
Okay, so it seems from what I'm hearing, you have an idea, but you haven't necessarily reached that yet. Like your perfect picture. Like when I produce my music, mm-hmm. I have an idea in my head, in my head, but I haven't really reached that perfection yet. Is that the same thing for you? Like he said, the lighting you want to get into more. You're currently doing natural lighting, but you mm-hmm. want to do different types of lighting. Have you met your criteria, or are you always trying to push yourself to do better? Yeah, that's a great question, and I think absolutely, like you nailed it. it it's if if I was happy with where I am now, if I were perfectly content, then that would be the end of it, right? And I would run out of content to produce. But the idea of this being a continuing lifelong hobby, hopefully, um, is that I have to strive to be better. Um, so starting with, well, even lighting aside, when I first started, I didn't do any editing to the photos because I'm like, it looks great. And <laughs> And 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 even in that perspective, I've come a long way. Um, so the next, I think the next natural step would be to go into lighting um, in terms of the perfect idea for the perfect shot or anything like that. I think it's just because I look to people that I admire and photographers I consider um, a lot more professional than I am. And the advice has always been, you have to get into lighting. You have to you know, understand the technical specs a bit more. So it's just something that I'm aware of that um, is a weakness for me to work on some more. Okay. Now, this could be a little personal, but do other people's opinions have an impact on your photography? Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I would like to say no. And I I have the thick skin to be like, oh, I like what I like. But no, it's it's really hard, especially nowadays. I think anything you create is subjected to a lot of criticism, especially with the prevalence of social media, which I'm actually not that great at. So I, I don't really feel like I have the skills or, or you know, the motivation to go out and market myself on social media and market my work. But at the same time, it's it's hard because I do want to share it with the world. Like, I made this, this is my baby. But it, it's... It's really hard when you put your, you know, your soul into something and then you want it to be well received, but then it's not. But at the same time, you're like, I don't want to care what people think because I like it. You know what I mean? It's a little conflicting in that way. And I think any anybody who creates or makes anything or does anything (laughs) is always going to be subjected to that where they want to have confidence in themselves and they want to love themselves first. But at the same time, they do want recognition and from from others. It's a hard world. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. That you try to be strong, but even then the smallest comment from somebody who might not even be a professional right. might give a comment saying, Oh, there's too much lighting. There's too much blue. And you're like, okay, yeah. but that's not what I was trying to aim for. Right. My father gave me advice. I know I said this in another podcast. Uh-huh. P- uh, opinions are like assholes. <laughs> Everybody has one. That's funny. Yeah. So. Yeah, the best advice I could give is just do it for yourself no, and for sure. people will start loving it because you're in love with it. I know I'm not, this is not a speech <laughs> lesson or anything like that. No, 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 I hear you though. But I, I, it's the same thing with me, like when I make my music, same thing. Yeah. Um, but speaking about styles, yeah. what is your style per se? Um, I think that uh, I have kind of a more traditional, like classic style which is part of the reason why I feel like I struggle at the social media game, you know, in a world where there are a bajillion filters even built into Instagram and everybody can slap one on and make their photo look vintage or, you know, whatever. And and a lot of photographers develop their client base or their style through the use of a consistent filter, which great for them. And it's amazing. I follow a lot of them on Instagram myself, but it doesn't speak to me especially again considering my roots in classic art i think my style is more traditional in that sense i have more bright colors um but not oversaturated um i think also i don't tend to use filters unless i have to like unless the there's a theme to it like mm-hmm. if i'm purposely trying to do a vintage photo shoot for example um i think also my style is more realistic in the sense that there are some photographers that try to do, you know, hyper-realism or very conceptual things. Um, and then, you know, a lot of Photoshop work, things like that. But I, I feel like I have the kind of the traditional classical kind of photography style where if there's a wedding, if I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> You're not the first person to hit the mic. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't realize it was right there. Um, uh, yeah. So, so anything like, um, family photo shoots. So that's, that's another thing. Um, 
again, I think because of how I came about doing photography, taking a lot of pictures of my friends, taking pictures of my parents. So I, I like things like that because um, it, it, there's a real person, you know what I mean? So when you when I show them the photo after and then they look at it, they see themselves and they like what they see, it's that interaction that matters a lot to me. And I think that matters more to me than let's say having lots of followers on Instagram or something like that. Okay. So it's more about the connection and the emotions. Yeah, absolutely. On a one-on-one base, instead Mm -hmm. of trying to please a thousand people, you're trying to please that one person Mm -hmm. that you're doing for. I get it. No, that's that's very admirable. (laughs) I like that. It's Uh, selfish in that way too. I just want someone to say good job. (laughs) Hey, I'm saying to you, good job. Thanks. (laughs) Um, So speaking about editing and stuff like that, what was your first software that you used for editing? Because you said at first, you just posted pictures you didn't really touch it yeah. but now you started with something and now using something different but what's the first one you used so actually uh, i was mistaken i did use um a program when i first had the family canon it came with the canon and it's called digital photo professional i believe dpp and it's like this ancient software you can't even use it anymore because it doesn't process the newer file types <laughs> um, but i used it because well, because it came with the camera, so it felt professional to be using it. Um, and it did good batch editing. It did, you know, be able to um, do some light tweaking. Any uh, raw images, it was able to process those as well. So I used that at first, but I didn't have much control over what I was doing. And I didn't really want to learn it. The program and software did feel clunky. And I guess that makes sense because it is older. Um, nowadays I'm using a combination of Snapseed, which is on my phone for, you know, quick light edits when I just think it mostly looks good. And also Photoshop creative cloud for the fine tuning. Um, usually if I have anything that has to do with people, then I usually go in there and able, uh, that way it lets me make like smaller changes and more, um, detailed changes. How long would it take you to edit one photo? It really depends. Um, I'm a firm believer in getting the right shot on camera first. Mm. It's really funny. There was a wedding that I shot um, where a bunch of the uncles had lined up and they were carrying babies. But the way that they were carrying the babies, the thumb was sticking out between the baby's legs. So it just looked like, you know, a little wiener (laughs) on all the babies. And I took the photo. We were about to walk away and I'm like, oh my God, that's all the babies have wieners. Um, <laughs> Even the girls. <laughs> it was a. It was, it was all, all boys. Yeah, it was all the uncles and all the nephews, right? Okay. But I'm like, you know what? I could Photoshop that out. And then I said to myself, No, I'm just gonna make them stand back and take another photo. And it was a. Uh, it was kind of funny because they were really confused. It, and they were like, What do you mean we have to take another photo? I'm like, No, you all have wieners. Please, please go back in the photo. <laughs> you all have wieners. <laughs> <laughs> please move your thumb. Please. Uh, and yeah, it, it was kind of funny. But you know that. For example, that saved me, let's say, half an hour <laughs> just by taking the shot again. Um, it saved me half an hour worth of editing time because at the least, right? Uh, I can't remember how many wieners there were that I would have had to Photoshop out. <laughs> and those wieners. <laughs> Always getting in the way of everything. Right? <laughs> um, so uh, do you have any influences, anybody that you look up to? Yeah, absolutely. So um, fr- from the photography blogging aspect i think what really triggered me um were two bloggers fashion bloggers that i follow one is um jean from extra petite and the other is wendy's lookbook both of them they're very different but both of them have beautiful images um and and just stunning fashion which is another area that i'm interested in another area of photography that i'm trying to pursue i think because i had followed them from basically when they started their blog. It was something that I realized that if I start this now, it doesn't have to be great off the bat because I watch them grow. It means that I can also grow. It The most important thing is to start and then, you know, make that commitment and that's how you grow. You can't just immediately expect yourself to be great off the bat and then say, oh, be great and I'll just get greater. It's like, no, you have to accept that in the beginning. You might just be okay. Maybe you suck. That's fine. Um, but the idea is that it, that's how you improve by putting yourself out there and making that commitment. Okay. And speaking about improving, I, we did talk about blogging, but I want right. to get back to that a little bit. Sure. Did you see yourself improve your blogging styles as you went along or is it still somewhat the same? When I, well, I'm not saying it was bad, but right. same style since you started blogging about your photography. Um. No, that's a great question. And I 
actively go back and dig through my archives and and see my older work. And I do think it is different. In the beginning, I think because I had just started the blog, I had all these thoughts I wanted to get out. Similar to the way I'm talking to you now about Mm -hmm. my photography, I was just, you know, typing it all out in these lengthy blog posts and just a few photos here and there because I was only just getting back to taking photos. Whereas now I think my content is more photo heavy and I will just have um, some text behind either how I took the photo or, you know, what was going on when I took the photo, maybe some updates on my life here and there, some journaling aspect to it. Um, But the other thing that I'm doing is uh, since this is the third year now, I've been doing annual projects. So it's kind of like a New Year's resolution because I start in January, but I pick a topic and then I try to have an monthly uh, output that's related to that topic so in the year of 2016 um, I was really into vintage I still am but that's when I started really getting into um, the vintage subculture going to a lot of like flea markets getting really into vintage fashion and then so I made a vintage theme photo shoot every month so I did you know one inspired by tea um, breakfast at Tiffany's I had one inspired by like vintage coca-cola ads so that was 2016, the year after, um, because it made me realize I was really into fashion. I recruited four volunteer models who helped me, um, I guess, segue more into um, fashion photography with models. So these are not real models. I'm doing air quotes for everyone. Everybody's a real model. (laughs) Everybody can be The world is your runway. Um, But yeah, so these are friends that um, I consider to be quite fashionable and they have like unique fashion um, and they have their different style that they want to showcase. So every month, um, they would come up with two outfits. We would go and shoot. And then I would come up with a blog post interview style, sort of like how we're discussing now, and just ask them to talk a little bit about their outfits and um, come up with some month-specific questions, usually for the season or something like that. And then this year, um, I'm doing lifestyle photography so focusing on food photography and product photography kind of like advertisements getting more into trying to figure out okay where can I go with this in addition to what do I just like to do right and that was something that was also suggested to me and getting into like the more commercialized aspect of photography and it wasn't something I had considered previously but now it's almost all I can think of not the commercialized aspect but just like what is the future for my photography you know where do I want to go from here and that's something I ask myself fairly often, actually. It's, it's something that I am preoccupied with because I don't want to just do it for nothing because it doesn't mean a lot to me. Okay, so based off of that, tr- trying to figure out where you're going with it in the future, mm-hmm. has photography ever stressed you out? hundred <laughs> percent. Like all the time. I am actively stressed out by photography. <laughs> um, I think from from, you know... What we just talked about, where do I go from here? That sort of existential crisis kind of stress. But then also, you know, the more commonplace editing stress. Oh, my God, I just shot thousands of photos. How am I going to go through all of it? Make my deadline. That stress. Um, but also, you know, like when, when I'm doing my month long projects, sometimes I'm nearing the end of the month and it's like, I've hit a creative block. It's like, oh my God, how can I be out of ideas already? What if I'm not creative? And just, you know, what if I'm just fooling myself and I'm actually absolute crap? And that, that kind of self doubt definitely comes into play. And that, that stress is very real, <laughs> very, very real. So what do you do when, let's say one day you're just working on all your photos, you're going through a thousand photos. Mm-hmm. What do you do to relieve yourself from that stress? Um, I think I use a variety of tactics and it really depends on how I'm feeling that day. Sometimes, you know, I just hunker down, make some tea, grab a ton of snacks and just power through it. Sometimes I say, okay, you know, let's go for a walk. Let's, you know, clear the mind a bit, take a break. Um, if it's early on, then I can do that. Then, you know, let's just procrastinate a little bit because last minute panic is really the state I work best in. Um, And sometimes it it just means maybe I just need, you know, a context switch. If I switch to another photography project, maybe that something that I'm more motivated or more excited about as opposed to processing the same photos, then maybe I'll feel more energized to go back to my original repetitive task. Okay. Yeah. And let's say you had a long day at work or mm-hmm. a stressful day. Do you use photography or you don't never shoot photography when you're stressed? Do you do that or? Um, that's a good question. I think, again, it depends. Um, 
if I'm going for a walk after work, for example, because I did have a stressful day at work, chances are I'll bring my camera. So I won't actively be looking to shooting to be the outlet to relieve that stress, but Mm. it definitely plays a part. And then also I think similar to what I was saying, having that context switch, if I'm stressed about work, maybe throwing myself into, you know, the, the next blog post I'm working on or, you know, the next shoot I have planned. Sorry. Um, so, sometimes that, you know, gives me something else to focus on and takes away or takes my mind off the original source of the stress. Okay. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's what I was expecting. Where yeah. <laughs> it's a stress reliever, but it's a stress maker as well. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your biggest challenge when you first started doing photography? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we, t- we, we touched on this a little bit, but I think just there's an element of, you know, figuring out what to do with it. Mm. Um, especially when it, it was when everybody started getting cameras and of course cell phones started getting cameras and there were just like photos everywhere and people were mass uploading them to uh to, to facebook and you just have these giant albums of photos everywhere um and, and it's like what do you do with this and i didn't want to stop taking photos but at the same time it, it was also like what I, i'm just accumulating like thousands and thousands of photos that are just you know sitting on my computer or now on an external drive because my computer ran out of memory um Mm. and and of course like the editing although at that time i didn't perceive it to be a challenge i just thought nah i don't want to do it um i'll save it for a rainy day (laughs) yeah it's like uh that's fine (laughs) i think that was that was the a first big challenge figuring out what to do with it um i don't think that i've necessarily overcome that challenge Mm. it's just evolved because i'm still thinking what do i do with this um but i think you can just take it one step at a time i mean that's what i've been trying and that would be my advice for anyone who doesn't know if there is any future for them in that sense um i didn't know i was going to be here but I i wouldn't have gotten here if i didn't just let myself take it one step at a time okay so you said it's a challenge that actually transfer to you a current challenge today yeah. do you have any additional challenges or is that still the main challenge you have um aside little little challenges i think i i think yeah like the the fact that i'm not very gear proficient is also a challenge at times because let's say um don't have the lighting equipment or I didn't bring the lighting equipment or I lost light, that means that later on when I have to edit, I have to compensate for the fact that, you know, the sun already set, but we continued shooting. That's an example that was fairly recent, actually. Um, So there there are small challenges like that as well. Okay. And what are some big objectives you have? Are you trying to, would you try something completely out of your comfort zone for photography, like trying something completely new, or are you still trying to perfect what you are going through right now? That's a great question. I think, um, I'm not sure. I'm (laughs) really not sure because, and the reason why it is a great question is because we're nearing the end of this year, which means I'll be wrapping up my lifestyle project and, as of right now, I have no plans or no ideas for what I would want to do the next year. I absolutely still want to do a project because I, I find that, you know, it's kept me consistent in, in terms of my output and in terms of, you know, keeping me on track with my commitment and bettering um, my photography. But at the same time, it, it's like, okay, do I pick one thing? Do I go back to something and do I work on that further? Or is there something new that I haven't tried that I should, you know, just try instead because there's a big world of photography out there and I haven't done most of it. I don't know. It's something that I have to keep thinking about. So you say you pick a project pretty much every year. How do you uh, come up with, you know what, this year I'm doing this as a project. Do you look it up online or you follow somebody on Instagram or on a website? You're like, you know what, I'd like to try that, but make it my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the first year I started, um, as mentioned, the, the vintage year, mm-hmm. that was um, there were a number of factors that played into that. One of them being it was when I was still new to Ottawa and I didn't really know anyone in the local scene. And I wanted to work on my photography, but I was a little embarrassed and I was a little shy and I didn't necessarily want to put myself out there. So the Vintage um, Project allowed me to indulge in this other hobby or this other interest, which was the Vintage subculture and um, and, and focus on just working the photography on myself. Sorry, I should 
clarify that in those photos, like it was, I was the model. I just set up a tripod and I did it myself. So it, it helped me um, gain perspective on what it's like to be on both sides of the camera. And then for the fashion one that was built off of the previous one in that I really enjoyed the fashion aspect of it. And again, because, you know, two of my biggest inspirations are fashion bloggers. I didn't necessarily, I realized I didn't necessarily want to be them. I didn't want to be the fashion blogger themselves. I wanted to be their Instagram husband. I wanted to be the person that took the photo for that fashion blogger. So that's why I wanted to try my hand and get more serious about fashion photography. And then this year, it was a recommendation um, from my friend who helped me with um, my camera upgrade, um, who who said that I should look into possibly product photography or food photography um, just as a way to, you know, get my foot in the door or angle more in the direction of commercialized photography. Okay. So you see yourself turning this into a career, correct? I mean, it would be <laughs> nice to have as a side business, but I, I enjoy work actually. Mm -hmm. I enjoy having that sort of work-life balance, having a nine to five and then having weekends and, and evenings. So I think that I would always keep photography as a side thing. It would always be a hobby. If it can make me some cash on the side, maybe pay for the equipment, that's great. But I would probably always still have a day job okay. unless I'm retired. <laughs> and let's say if your boyfriend had any yeah. questions about learning photography and he wanted to do photography, mm -hmm. would you be like, oh, well, you can look it up there? Or would you be like actively trying to help him try to do his own thing? I think it depends on on our dynamic um, in terms of how is he asking me about it? Does he want, you know, my specific advice? Does he want to know, you know, what I went through, my background, or does he actually mm -hmm. want advice, advice? Because I think I could give, you know, anecdotal advice about what I went through and, and my perspective on things, but I guess I don't feel qualified or certified enough to, to just tell him what to do. And I would definitely recommend that, you know, he does his own research online. And there's like just so many YouTube videos, other bloggers, um, other websites, like full on websites that are really good photography resources. And I think that th that's readily available for anyone who's interested. And I would direct them there instead or as well i guess yeah it's, it's subjective right yeah so, so not one paintbrush can be suitable for everybody right no for sure for yeah. sure and and actually a question that i get a lot is can you recommend a camera for me and i'm Ooh. always like no because there's like so many different cameras out there you have to really figure out what it is that you want in a camera and it's the same as a computer right there's there's so many specs and and Sometimes what it comes down to is the ergonomics of the keyboard. You don't like how it feels when you type. That was actually how I picked my first camera. I picked the one that felt the best in my hand because honestly, the technology is so good at this point. It, it's really hard to get like a horrible, horrible piece of hardware. So it's really about your own personal needs. Do you need something that has a touchscreen? Do you need something that has, you know, um, dual SIM cards? Do you need something, sorry, SD cards? Do you need something that has, you know, an on-camera flash, like things like that? And you have to ask that to yourself. You can't just ask one person and have them recommend a camera because that's a totally different experience, right? And do, do you agree? That's probably an idea people have that you have to buy the latest camera to get the oh best goodness. shot. Do you <laughs> think that's a thing that people should follow or? I think that's a major misconception because yeah. the technology is constantly upgrading the minute you buy the latest one it's already <laughs> like out of date yeah exactly they're they're constantly making newer ones so i personally would never buy a brand new camera even the one i bought it was fairly new um in terms of when it was released but i went i was able to find um a seller on kijiji and i saved you know a pretty penny there and i was i was able to put it toward lenses instead um and i think that yeah, it's, it's a total myth that you need the best camera ever. And also, I think it's a total like misconception that just having a super great camera makes you a photographer. And I actually feel pretty strongly about both of those things because, I mean, it's, nowadays, right, like, as, as I was saying, all all cell phones come with cameras and the technology behind those cameras are pretty great, actually. And there's this whole type of photography 
um, that's just shot on iPhones called iPhoneography. And a lot of those photos are actually really amazing. One of my good friends is really good at iPhone photography. Um, when we went to Japan, like her, the photos on her phone, I was amazed. I'm like, can you send that to me? Um, but it's, it's just something different. And I think that takes skill as well. It's not the same skill set because of just the mechanics behind using the cell phone versus using the camera is different. But by no means are you, you know, less of a photographer because you don't have the most expensive gear. And by no means are you automatically a photographer because you have the best gear ever. You know what I mean? No, no, I know exactly. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And so going off the misconception aspect, mm -hmm. what is the biggest misconception when it comes to photographers? And when I say that, I mean... Me looking at you, let's yeah. say I'm somebody who's not knowledgeable about photography. I look at you and I'm like, oh, all photographers are, eh, or all <laughs> photographers do this. Which, uh, what are some misconceptions you want to just throw out there saying this is uh, not true? I mean, I haven't personally experienced this, but I, I kind of see it out there. There's that, there's two I'll, I'll briefly talk about because they're kind of awful and I want to dispel them quickly. Yeah, absolutely. But, but one is that like photographers are stuck up. Which, you know, we get a lot. Um, I, th I think people are always saying, why are you charging so much? All you do is press a button, blah, 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 blah. There's that. The other one is um, if, if you're really good at Photoshop, you can be crappy at photography. And I think that, that <laughs> resonates with me because um, I've seen some really great photography uh, sorry, I've seen some really great Photoshop work um, come out of bad photography. But I think that that's not necessarily the same as being a good photographer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the ability to create beautiful image out of Photoshop, that's an amazing skill. It is not the same as being able to create an image with the camera, right? That's a different tool, just like saying someone who can use a paintbrush to make something beautiful versus somebody who uses marble sculpture. Like it's not the same thing and I don't equate them the same way. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, I think that's all again reflected in the style of my photos. Um, I try to do as minimal, even now I try to do as minimal tweaking and it's more about like just enhancing the photo because you still want the end product to be a photograph if that's what your art is mm -hmm. right if if it's a photoshopped piece of art that's amazing that's beautiful but are you really a photographer or are you an, an amazing you know digital artist right so that, that that's kind of my 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 take on that it's a thin line between both but it's yeah. at the same time it's not a thin line <laughs> right it's, it's, okay i know i get it um, for people who might be interested in picking up this hobby, do you have any advice for them? When I say advice, I know you talked about your experience and right. a little advice here and there, yeah. but let's say more resources. Where could they go necessarily or watch online or if there's any organizations or communities in Ottawa that might help support their ideas and getting started? Anything like that? Um, I think there's just such a wealth of resources out there that I, I can't really throw my weight behind any one thing, mm -hmm. but, um, I would take, I would take, oh, I'm sorry again. <laughs> you just hate the mic. Just, just punch it. <laughs> it's just, I keep forgetting that it's there. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I think I, I would just be careful about not feeling intimidated in your research. Because that's something I, again, I, I personally experienced. Um, feeling, you know, a little bit downtrodden every time. I think I'm making a little improvement with my photography. I think I'm doing well. And then I go online and I look at other things and I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm crap. Like just that having that, you know, falling into that pit of self-criticism and just being really critical with yourself. That's, that's not productive and that's not helpful to you. And that will, you know, set you back. So I think, um, trying to figure out what it is that you want out of photography. Again, that's my challenge. So I think that if anyone feels that way too, I I'm with you. That's, that's hard, but figuring out what your style is, what you want out of photography and, you know, continuously seek feedback, but make sure that the people that you're you're looking for feedback from are opinions that you value, not just anybody. So if someone, some random internet troll tells you your photo sucks, you know, maybe just walk on by and, and brush that off. But, you know, if you have artistic friends, maybe, you know, t talk with them, bounce ideas off them. Um, other advice would just be 
practice, practice framing, shoot everything, as I said. Um, a little bit co- contradictory to that is shoot everything, but again, figure out what you're good at, right? So um, I, for, for me, that, that changed over time um, and things that I wasn't good at. At one point, I forced myself to practice and be better at it. But if you're just starting out, definitely try everything first and then pick what you're good at. And that way you can build momentum by, by uh, you know, playing to your strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, honestly, at the end of the day, if you love it and it brings you joy, that's why you should do it. Don't do it for any other reason. That's, I think that's, that's really good advice. Thanks. No, like, <laughs> um, speaking about uh, resources and stuff like that, is the community in Ottawa good? for photography or you're not part of that you're more you know what i'm doing my own thing um i am going to reserve the right to yeah absolutely not comment yeah i don't want to I, I just don't want to rock the boat here okay that's I, fair i think there's good and bad aspects of it yeah that's, okay that's fair. that's the same thing with me with music <laughs> there's some good things and some bad things and you yeah. take what you want from both okay that's for fair. Sure. okay and uh just going through um do you have any links or websites that you would like to share with the listeners? Uh, sure. Yeah. So my website is zangling.photography. So that's the domain .photography. I thought that was kind of cute in a geeky kind of way. <laughs> um, and you can also find me on Instagram. My Instagram is zangling.photography. Shameless self-promotion here. No, no, no. That's, that's the point. We want people to find you. And maybe somebody who finds your website or your Instagram will take inspiration and pick up a hobby. Or maybe you can even work together one day. Do you like working with people or are you more of a solo? Um, I think it depends because, mm. like I said, I've had experience being on both sides of the camera. And I think as a photographer, um, again, reflected in my style, I have very specific images and concepts that I want. So if people want to be a part of that, great. But I rarely um, contribute or shoot as a secondary to somebody else's idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have like modeled for other people if they have ideas. I recently tried light painting for the first time. That was really cool. It was surprisingly hard, but that's, again, it's a type of photography that I don't ever see myself doing as a photographer. So it was cool to participate in as a model. Okay. Yeah. So once again, just go visit her website, her Instagram, just to get an idea of who she is and what she does. I'm going to subscribe as well and, <laughs> you know, get inspiration. I might just start taking my own photos. My wife will take photos of me, you know, <laughs> she'll judge me the whole time. So maybe I'll just take the podcast and music. Um, so what I tend to do on this show is I throw the question right back to you. Mm-hmm. So you, do you have any questions for me about photography? I might not have the best answer, oh, but. Okay. Um, well, I would ask, what are your mis? What what conceptions do you have about photography? What misconceptions I have about Mister Miss? No, mis- just, uh, just conceptions. Oh, like conceptions. maybe you don't know oh. that it's a misconception. Maybe it is a misconception, but I some of the misconceptions. No, I'm sorry. Some of the conceptions. I yeah, have about you, photo- how do you feel about photographers? Like what I talked about, you know, when you asked me. I feel like it's a very hard job in the sense that when you're taking. It's not just one photo you have to take. Mm. You're never going to get that one perfect shot in one photo. Sometimes you have to take, what, 20, 30 of the same? <laughs> oh, no, I'm no, sorry. I don't mean to laugh so hard. <laughs> no, no, no. That's okay. But I mean like of one moment. Oh, like, okay. Like you know, the whole day you can take thousands of right. course. But I'm talking like of, let's say, this microphone right here. Mm-hmm. You take at least burst shots. Uh, or I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not very familiar with the terms. That's okay. But, but the idea of you have to take multiple photos and then pick out from there which one works the best. And... Mm-hmm. I find that very challenging because I, I feel like it'd be very stressful for the eyes because it right. could be like one of those. Uh, remember those games when you were a kid and you had two pictures? Oh, yeah. And you had to identify which Spot one. the differences, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> Am I a little off or is it similar to no, that? No, I think you're right. Okay. Um, it doesn't apply to all photographers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it depends because um, if, if you did get it on your first try, you can stop trying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so there's that's that. That's a great thing. Um, but there are people that continue trying even if they did get the shot mm. because they want that comparison. And sometimes a later shot proves to be the winning shot after all. Um, the other thing is um, if you use a tool like Photoshop or anything, you can create composite images. So you, this is great for, you know, um, in, in a wedding if there's a large wedding party and one person always blinks, but, you know, <laughs> they take turns blinking. So sometimes <laughs> you have to layer the photos on so everybody has their eyes open in the final photo. Um, 
yeah, and I think yeah, it depends on the photographer and and what they want to do because other photographers, some of them, are very aware of the shutter count. So the number of times you press, um, press the shutter on the camera that contributes to the useful life of the camera. It con- contributes to the stats on the camera. So these a lot of people they try to keep that low. Sometimes that's something they're aware of. Um, personally, I think it, it depends also on the topic that you're or the subject that you're shooting. So if it's the mic, it's not moving. You're fine. If Unless you, you hit it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. Um, <laughs> but if it's something, you know, like animals, for mm-hmm. example, then you definitely want that burst on, you know, the dog's running very fast. So if you want to capture the good one, then definitely you can't just leave that up to chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also learned from what we talked about today, mm-hmm. there's a thin line between not enough editing or too much editing. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's it, that comes with experience as well. Oh, and- for sure. For sure. Because um, if you do too much editing, then the photo can look artificial. It's like over-processed. And I've definitely seen photos like that. And um, that's something that I try to avoid, but I find myself more in the opposite end of the spectrum where, you know, there's not enough editing. And again, that's a challenge that I've brought starting mm-hmm. from the beginning where I did like no editing. So now I- I'm trying to, you know, find the right amount that makes sense for my photos, for my style, that's reflective of, you know, the elements that I want to enhance, whether it be the colors, whether it be the shadows, whatever it is, to find the right combination that's representative of my style. Okay. And yeah. last thing I learned is that it, you, ha- you have to take your time. It's not oh, something sure. that you could just take a snap or yeah. a, was it Snapchat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I feel old. No. <laughs> what is that word? Yeah. yeah just take a snap <laughs> and then call it, it a day. It. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm very thankful that you came here and I did learn a lot more about photography. And if you would like to learn more about, uh, about photography, you can find her. I can't remember the website, but uh, that's okay. It's yeah. zangling.photography and the Instagram is just zangling.photography. And so, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. I'm your host, Alex. And thank you, Linda, for coming on the show and sharing your hobby with the world. I, I know I learned a lot more and hopefully the listeners learn more and maybe they pick up the hobby and they follow you on Instagram and on your website. <laughs> can you follow people on websites? Um, yeah, sure, maybe. <laughs> it's 2018. Why not? Uh, if you want, if you have any questions or want to be on the show, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.